0: forward slash three part audio the link will be in the show notes I am super excited because today on the show we have Kelly Mortimer she is a leading sales trainer for wedding businesses in the UK having worked in weddings and events for 22 years with celebrities and royalty she shows wedding pros how to grow revenue and I am super excited to have her on the show with us today so let's not wait let's jump straight in Welcome to the podcast, everybody. I am so super glad to have you here today. And I am even more super excited to have Kelly with us today. Welcome, Kelly. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for having me. Absolute pleasure to be invited. I have been watching you for a very long time. That sounds a bit stalkerish, doesn't it? And been meaning to reach out for so long. And I'm so glad I caught you on the uh, LinkedIn live that I saw you on and was like, no, do it now. Do it now while you're thinking about it. So I'm really happy. I love LinkedIn. Controversial,
1: but I love the platform.
0: It is a little bit controversial, isn't it? (laughs) So before we jump in, I am sure many of my listeners already know who you are, Um, but if you could give us a little introduction into who you are, where where you've come from, how did you get started in the industry and what is it that you love best?
1: Oh my goodness. Okay. So, uh, I help wedding businesses across the world to drive their sales and revenue. So we tend to find, uh, obviously in the wedding industry, many of us are super creatives and that often means that they shy away from that sales and marketing plan. So we really help people to create a solid plan to actually attract and convert couples so they can do more of what they love. Uh, so that's what I do now. Uh, The short version is I I fell into weddings. (laughs) I was never, I was not obsessed with weddings. I was actually running away from getting married when I was uh, 21. And uh, I didn't want to settle down. I didn't want to get married. I didn't want to have kids. I wanted to travel the world and have experiences of life. And so I left a small village in Cambridge where I grew up and I took a job in the Caribbean. And I thought I was just going to be working um, in resort. And when I got there, they said that part of my job was to do three weddings a week. So it was an absolute shock. Nobody taught me how to do it. I got thrown in at the deep end. And of course, you know, kind of the rest is history, but it turned out to be my secret ninja skill. <laughs> I then spent, um, you know, 18 years again across the world planning events and weddings for, yes, it started off small, but eventually up to million pound budgets, events for the late uh, Queen Elizabeth II, celebrities. And yeah, so it, it was uh, it was an incredible accidental life story.
0: (laughs) Fantastic and we can see that you love travel from
1: your background there like I love that map it's brilliant. Ah thank you yeah travel (laughs) is definitely the thing that lights me up it's my passion it's my drive I've lived all over the world I speak Spanish I love Latin America yeah it's definitely a big part of who I am. (laughs) Have you tried salsa? I am a pretty decent salsa dancer. Yay I'm a salsa dancer too! (laughs) I love it. Yeah, absolutely. Mark Anthony, adore him. Mm-hmm. Saw him in concert when he was in London. Absolutely,
0: oh, wow. fantastic, fantastic. See, more in common. I like, even thought we would have, we
1: digress. <laughs> <laughs> we do, we do, we do, because we are here today
0: to talk to one of my other big passions in my life, which is learning. I went back to uni when I was twenty-seven, I think, um, and did history because. I love the monarchy. I love the kings Mm -hmm. and queens. And that's what I wanted to um, really sort of hone in on. I'm very lucky that one of the modules was called kings and queens. So I absolutely love history, love learning, um, and I will be a
1: lifelong learner. And I believe you're the same. I am absolutely the same Um, and interestingly enough I wasn't um a big learner at school (laughs) you know I did okay I was very very average at school it didn't the classroom environment didn't really suit me and um I actually left school you know after high school just was like I want to get into the real world I want to work and I was very much a learn by doing person and it's only sort of in my adult life that I've become obsessed with knowledge, obsessed with learning, but in a way that suits me. And I think a lot of us resonate with that. We didn't love sitting in a classroom, we found it boring, but actually learning and knowledge and expanding our brains is like, that's a whole different kettle of fish.
0: Right. So in, with that in mind, with this, the importance of learning, we both love learning. um, I thought we could talk today a little bit about why it is so important to continue our education within our businesses, both, you know, back end and on the trade side of things. So I thought if you could give us kind of the the three big benefits that you see of learning and why it's important in our industry to continue it.
1: Question. Good question. Okay. So I think the first thing is a change of perspective. So, what I often find is that, both for myself and my own clients, it's that it's that opening up of this whole area that that we're not even aware of. You know, we don't know what we don't know, and so often. All the time. Yeah, exactly. And I'm always so excited. That that makes me excited for life, right? Because I'm like, wow, I wonder what I'm going to discover tomorrow that I don't even know exists today. And that kind of stuff really excites me. And I see it in my clients all the time. You know, they come to me and they might be a bit disillusioned. They might be falling out of love with their business. They might be saying, oh, I just can't do this or I can't increase my rates or whatever their thing is. And you know, there's this whole area that they could be doing or looking at that they don't even know exists. And so the wor- the first big benefit for me is that change of perspective is often the first step before you even absorb the knowledge is just to go, wow, this is possible. This yeah. is an opportunity. Now I know it exists. Okay, now I'm going to go ahead and do the learning and the implementing and, you know, the actual uh, tangible stuff. But it's that perspective. That's the first thing. Yeah. And often that perspective is even about ourselves. So again, I see lots of clients more on that. So as you know, I work with the big, big global corporates, Milton, uh, and Hilton, et cetera, et cetera. But often the entrepreneurs, the one man bands, the one planner, the one florist who doesn't have a team, it's just them. Their perspective shift has to be on themselves, what they can achieve, what they can do, because they feel these invisible barriers. Like, well, I can't do that. Well, I can't charge that. Well, people Mm -hmm. won't pay that. And so sometimes that perspective shift is yes, that knowledge is that, like that thing is there that you don't even know about, but also perspective about yourself. That's yes, the first
0: one. I so agree with that. I'm like, I was talking in an episode a couple of weeks back about The importance of networking and how having people who aren't in the industry as like people that you can just go and pick their brains about something is so important because they have a different perspective than we do. Because you can get so tunnel visioned when you're in the industry and everybody around you is in the industry and they're all talking at the same time the same things. And then you step outside of it and and go to a different business friend who's in a completely different genre and they could have different eyes different perspective and could just open you up to something completely new so and and learning is exactly the same learning from different people going you know one one retreat is not made like another retreat and you're going to learn different things and going and learning from different people allows you to find the people that you resonate with Mm -hmm. um, and who who you love to learn from and when you find that learning becomes so much easier
1: yeah, so true, more enjoyable, mm. becomes more enjoyable. And it's yeah. not a task, it's not a chore, it's just an enjoyable process. So yeah, perspective is the first big benefit for me. Um, the second one really is, is, is revenue. That the, the big benefit to learning that I've seen both in my own business and in my clients' businesses comes down to cold hard cash. Knowledge is power. We know Mm. that. And yet somehow, until we have that perspective change, that shift, we don't believe that someone else can show us how to make bottom line revenue. Mm. Then once you realize it, it's almost addictive because then you're like, wow, great. I've hit this milestone. Now who's the person who's going to get me to the next milestone? Knowledge of how to do things differently can save you time, can streamline your business, can show you how to increase rate. Can show you how to attract more clientele. That's simple knowledge. Mm. And I think a lot of people think, for example, that sales is a you know you're either born a salesman. Like I'll be honest, my husband was born a salesman. <laughs> this I is the, the guy. Time. Who, this is the guy that on our first date I walked out on because I thought he was horrendous, and I am now married with a child. Like that's the genius level of sales my husband is in, right? But I digress. Brilliant. <laughs> Some people are born salespeople like my husband and and majority of wedding industry pros are not naturally born salespeople. Mm. You know, we love to plan. We love logistics. We love the creativity of the florals or the styling or capturing the best light on, on a photograph. That natural personality does not go hand in hand with a natural salesperson. It's very Mm -hmm. rare to find a wedding pro who's a natural salesperson. And so then it's a simple bridge of that gap is, well, let me learn the knowledge of how to sell so that I can do the thing I love. And so the second big benefit is cold hard cash. If you are a photographer or a florist or whatever it is you do in the industry, ultimately, if you don't know how to sell, you can't do the thing you do. And now the problem is we've all got this major negativity when it comes to the word sales, right? Like I say it 400 times a day, so it doesn't upset me. But I know listeners right now, even me saying the word selling and sales, they're like, oh, oh, <laughs> it just makes me feel creepy. Like they don't like it. And yet all I'm simply saying is, is a transactional situation where you offer a product to a person who needs your product and who you love delivering the product to, Mm-hmm. that is sales the problem is we've got this kind of mindset of like the 80s car salesman who's sleazy and pushy and manipulative and and we don't like that no. and you know, I don't like that that's not the kind of sales that we teach we teach a very specific method of attraction marketing so that we really teach people how to attract couples to them rather than forcefully sell to them and this attraction marketing not only aligns with our wedding pros because they really enjoy that style but it's really it works very well for wedding couples who don't want to have that kind of pushy sales conversation so the second benefit is that learning sales learning marketing delivers you more sales delivers you more couples delivers you the possibility to do the thing you love and if we don't learn it if we don't bridge that gap well we can't we didn't get that benefit. Mm. So we can totally say, well, I don't like sales. I don't like selling. Okay. We'll find a way of selling that aligns with you. Find a way of attracting couples that aligns with who you are and that you enjoy. Because I mean, I literally made a post about this this morning. It's not our couple's job to buy from us. It's our job to sell. Mm. Right. And Mm. we think, well, I'll just, I'll build it and they will come i'll have this offer and then we'll come guys write this down if you're listening that was a line from a a movie it is not a business strategy (laughs) that is a line from a movie it doesn't make cash um so yeah second benefit is uh it is cold hard cash learning to revenue and i think that
0: also um applies with your trade side of things as well so I was a wedding photographer for 10 years and I started in the industry because I absolutely loved photographing um huge huge passion of mine and then I love everything about weddings marriage the whole shebang mm-hmm. so it was a natural connection there but I didn't have a diploma in photography when I started no. I just had a natural eye yeah but I needed that certificate for me personally. I needed that certificate and I know there'll be people out there that are the same. It's like, it's not the certificate itself. It's the extension of knowledge, like you were saying, and it is that um, getting better at your craft Mm -hmm. and in get better at your craft, charge more money you know if you are if you are 10 years in and you have got a lot of experience and a lot of education behind you and you have honed your craft then you can charge more than somebody who's just starting out and hasn't got any experience at all and that's just the way it is like you say it's just just is what it is you know at the end of the day if you want to stay in business if you want to be able to do more weddings then you've got to charge people money and you need to have the skills and the ability and the knowledge to be able to do that. So I love that revenue is the second one there.
1: So we've got perspective, we've got revenue. And then realistically, the third big benefit of learning is it genuinely can change your life. So this can be on a small daily situation of change of life, and it can be dramatic. So what I mean by that is, if I think of you know, I'm literally constantly listening to um, things that enhance my knowledge. So that can be something as simple as a podcast by somebody that I'm interested in hearing from. Or it could be the investment I make to my own mentor. Like, you know, the listening doesn't have to be sitting down for an hour with a notebook. It can be whilst I'm having lunch or cooking dinner for my five-year-olds. And it's just on. It's just a podcast that's dripping into my mind. And what well, I tend to find, so a lot of what we teach in terms of sales marketing is, um, is rooted in psychology, why people do what they do, why they choose what they choose, how messaging impacts how they think. It's really about psychology. And so when we are listening to these kind of learnings at a small level, like a little podcast every morning, right up to, you know, a really big financial investment with a mentor that we're listening to we begin to change our habits we begin to change how we think we begin to change what we're doing and that can literally be at a small teeny tiny level but that still has impact or it could be at an enormous level so a benefit to learning is genuinely your life can change at the level you want it to and i think that having that continual positive knowledge input really affects us at a deeper level than we know because those small changes begin to happen and it's almost like you're not noticing and then suddenly you look back and you're like wow look where I was a year ago I wouldn't have been I wouldn't have done what I'm doing today had I not been listening to that thing or that person or following that thought process does that make sense makes total sense.
0: And I have to say that that's another advantage of the networking and having friends in business, because you might not even notice the change. I I have a coach and we've been working together for a year and a half now. And she's pointed out to me in these last, I'm really struggling at the moment. It's, it's just the things aren't, it was kind of going in a, in a general direction mm-hmm. that I wanted it to go in. And now it's kind of getting stuck. And she turned around and said, but look how far you've come. Yes. Yeah you're a completely different person to who you were this time last year. And just having her point that out to me is like, it opened my eyes. And I was just like, I've got to keep my eye on the bigger picture and not get in the weeds. And I think we can do that in our businesses a lot, get really deep into the weeds and miss out on the bigger picture.
1: Yeah. And also like, things don't happen overnight. You know, you have to trust the process. So again, if we think about, you know, implementing a strategy with one of our clients or even people in our membership, you know, it's rare you're going to take one action today and see an incredible impact tomorrow. Now, don't get me wrong, that does happen sometimes. People come in, they take action, boom, they start seeing impact. But more normally is that we have to have a little bit of consistency. We have to be out there for a few weeks or a few months with the strategy before we then, ah, I see it happening. And it's almost like going to the gym, doing one workout and then being like, why well, don't I have any abs yet where are my abs do you know what I mean and you're just doing it every single day you're just going to the gym every day going Oh, I don't have abs yet and the, but yeah if you did that for three four six months you would wake up and go ah oh, there's my abs yeah right we but we in business it's like we we start the strategy And then we don't trust that it will come to fruition. Mm. You know, we don't trust that whole process that is going on almost under the surface.
0: Yeah, it's so, so true. So, so true. And I love what you said about learning coming from so many different places. Like we think, oh, no, I've got to go and and sit in a classroom and take Mm. notes and stuff. But learning comes from knowledge comes from everywhere we're absorbing knowledge all the time and I think we have to be really careful about what we let into our space so Mm -hmm. all that social media scrolling and all of that twitter trolling oh my goodness I don't go on twitter I can't stand the negativity on it Mm -hmm. Um, but we're letting that into our brains and that's programming us right there so we have to be really selective about what we're letting in.
1: It really is. And people who know me know that I'm not, I'm not woo woo. I'm not, uh, I'm not about magical unicorn fairy dust. I'm very <laughs> much logical. I come from, so although weddings, I come from a big corporate background of weddings. So mm. working for big global companies that are corporates and yet selling weddings inside that has given me a really unique Advantage of understanding the big corporate perspective and yet the little wedding uh, idea and bringing that together. And so, you know, my brain is always strategy, action, KPIs, targets, (laughs) profit margins. And so people are often surprised when I talk about, you know, managing your mindset because Mm -hmm. they think that's on the magical unicorn fairy dust side, but it isn't. Because ultimately, you know, what you think, what you um, believe is what's going to happen. Because if you believe that you're not good enough, or you believe you can't charge it, people won't pay it, Mm. right? If you believe you can, if you believe you can put your rates up there, you put it out there with confidence in the right way, yes, alongside the strategy. But here's the magical part. The strategy without the mindset doesn't work. Yeah, I can give the same five people the same strategy, the ones who have got the confidence and the mindset piece ticked, will smash it and drive revenue. The two who don't will not with exactly the same strategy. Yes. And so I agree with you. And so recently, uh, obviously with the, the Queen's death and the funeral and everything else, there's obviously a lot of stuff on TV. And I am a royalist. I absolutely love the Queen. I've, had, I've shed a few tears. Like I'm, 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 I'm in it. I'm in the moment. However, in the last day or two, I have chosen to start turning the TV off because I need to move forward now. So I've had my moments, I had a few tears, I discussed it with my five year old, we've gone through the process, but it's enough now. And I'm ready to kind of move on. And I love the news. Like I love knowing what's going on in the world. But me personally, I've chosen to turn that off, because I need my brain to get in a different gear now does that make sense? I don't know if you felt the same.
0: Yeah, yeah, I have. And I, and I've watched bits. I, I sort of watched like the first night, hmm. I just had the news on and I just watched it all night long. And even ah. then it was repeating itself and I was like absorbing all of that. And then the next day I was watching quite a lot. And just over the days, I've just caught clips here and there of different things ah. and, and tried not to sort of focus too much on it because it does, it drains you and it drains your energy. Um, And then, then you can't, be functional and <laughs> we need to be functional I have I said on my networking meeting this morning that I think that Her Majesty would be very pleased that we were getting together and we hadn't stopped because at the end of the day she worked every day of her life right. and her family are working through this they're doing all of their duties and everything right. else whilst trying to mourn their mother and grandmother and mm-hmm. I think that is such a a vision to see and it kind of empowers me to think, you know, I'm doing the right thing by continuing to get on with what I need to be getting on with. You know, it doesn't mean that there's any disrespect there or that I'm not feeling what I'm feeling. Um, So yeah, I totally agree. Totally agree. Okay, so I I absolutely love those three things. And I don't think I could, I I couldn't have put it better myself, to be honest with you. So we're looking at a change of perspective, um, increase in revenue, and it could change your life. And it literally could change your life. And I absolutely love that. But we are in a situation right now where nobody knows what's going on in the world. I don't think I said to um, my daughter the other day, well, I think that we've we've kind of had our three things, haven't we? You know, huge global issues there, COVID, the recession, stroke, energy prices, and now the Queen's death. And I'm just like, okay, okay, world, it's time to even out now. We've had our three things. But it's quite an uncertain time for people. And although there is a lot of free knowledge out there, I know from buying knowledge myself, that you could go and struggle and go on google and search for what you need and grab pieces from here there and everywhere sometimes it is just worth paying for the knowledge to get straight from the horse's mouth so to speak and like get that in-depth detailed knowledge all in one go about the thing that you're wanting to do but some people will be looking at the current climate and going going to slash my training budget we're not going to do any any training next year it is it's just not not viable. What would you say to people who are thinking about pulling back purse strings on their training?
1: Yeah, it's tricky, isn't it? Because of course we understand. Of course, we understand that thought, that panic, that worry. Um, you can't say that doesn't exist. it It, it does. We understand that people feel those things. I guess my my perspective on it is different. And that's again where maybe, how I surround myself a with the people with the knowledge coming into my brain my perspective simply sits differently Mm. and you know there's different ways to look at this so The the first part is, especially when we're thinking about weddings, is, you know, one of my kind of key parts of my strategy is teaching people how to move through the price points. So whether they're in our next level membership or whether it's one to one, it's usually one of the key focuses is, okay. how do we keep moving them up step by step so their pricing is increasing? And this is important right now because the couples with the higher budgets will be less affected. So I see wedding pros, for example, saying, "Well, I need to slash rates because everybody's in an energy crisis and cost of living and bloody blah, blah." So I'm going to slash rate because I'm going to panic. And actually, you are now just targeting the budget couples who are most affected by the energy crisis or cost of living. Whereas actually, if you were to maintain the focus on increasing rates, you would find that you are moving into a category who are less affected. And the less affected they are, the more your business continues to move forward. So. It's actually the complete opposite of our panic instinct, And so that, that's one part of it. The second part is that sales and marketing especially are the things that drive the cash flow. Yeah. So again, I often get with a client and this is so typical of gorgeous creative wedding pros and they're completely focused on delivery, you know, of delivery of service. Now, I you know, again, people in my world, my clients, they know, I always encourage people to deliver at a world class level, whatever they do, we deliver at a high level. So I'm not suggesting we don't do that. But the focus is always on the delivery, on the actual final product, on the day of the wedding, and very little focus is on the sales and marketing. And ultimately, you could be the person who delivers the absolute best on the wedding day. If you don't have a strong sales and marketing plan, you will never get to that wedding day. So by cutting out the knowledge of the thing that drives the business, is like cutting the tires off your car and still expecting it to drive. Like, it's just not going to go. You're going to have to focus on the sales and marketing. And when we come into a situation like a recession or a cost of living, this is the moment to focus more on sales and marketing. Okay, what's my new messaging? Who am I targeting? How am I going to increase my rate? How am I going to reach those couples who can afford me? And I get that our kind of DNA, our caveman brain panics and says, okay, okay, I'll just slash rate. I'll take anything I can get. But I really encourage everyone just to take a big breath and just calm, and look at reality of who's going to keep spending, and how you align yourself with the couple that keeps spending. If we do not upskill ourselves, we will not be able to attract and convert those couples. And so it really it it, it makes me feel sad for those businesses because I know that all they are doing is cutting the potential of driving the revenue that they sometimes really desperately need they they Mm. need that revenue coming in
0: yeah I agree I agree and I think that is that is something that I see a lot of people do um you know stop advertising stop doing all of these things and it's like it is completely the wrong thing to do because so many people are thinking that way so actually you're going to get more bang for your buck with your advertising because less people are doing
1: (laughs) yeah even down to that you see so if we start like let's dive deeper So normally, I I was literally with a gorgeous five-star venue yesterday. Uh, I'd been with them for the day, training their team. Then they had their catch-up Zoom with me yesterday. And we started to deep dive onto some of their advertising. And straight away, I picked up on three things that were putting people off in their advertising. Mm. So even though they're putting money, they're placing their ads in the right places. There were things about the ads that I knew instantly would not convert. And as soon as I shared it with them, they were like, oh my God, how did we not see this? We're going to change this instantly. And I know that in a week or two, they will come back to me and say, right, we're seeing better results from that ad now. Yeah. And this is the thing, people are just ticking boxes. Well, I'm listed on this site, I'm advertising, I'm posting on social. Okay, great. What are you saying on social? What are your ads look like? What do your images look like? It's not that you just pull back. It's that you see what works. You change things to optimise each step so it actually drives the revenue for you.
0: Yeah, I love that. I love that. So you touched on your courses and things during that. I would love for you to expand for my audience on what what you have on offer that they might like to take advantage of. And I know that you've got a free download for us as well no. about ghosting. <laughs>
1: Definitely. So um, there are various ways we work with people. For people who are really committed, they're ready to take some serious action. We do VIP days. So that's usually where I'm going to their business location in person. And I spend a full day with them and we literally unpack their business, rebuild their sales and marketing plan at a very deep level. So by the time we get to the end of the day, they have an exact clear blueprint that they are going to then follow. So the the VIP days are, you know, £4,000. We spend the full day with the team, we train them, we create the plan. Our signature program is the next level that's online, and it's global. So we have people in Australia, America, UK, everything from planners to venues to florists, photographers. It's a gorgeous space to both connect with others, but it is also learning. So there's a library bit like Netflix There's a library of videos of strategy that people can go into and find what they need. And it's a hybrid. So not only do we have the recorded strategy, but I'm live on Zoom with our members. So they can actually get my eyes on their business. They can share what they've done. I can give them direct feedback. So there's a really nice blend there. And here's the thing. The next level is our signature program. It's 97 pounds a month currently. It's about to increase uh, the price, by the way. But for the moment, as we record this, it's still 97. And it's so interesting how people react so differently. So if people have done a day with me, they've spent £4,000, they've seen an incredible return on investment, they're like, wow, £97 a month? That's so cheap. Like, sign, where do I sign? They're like running running to the door for it, you know? And then people who have never invested anything in their business, who have only ever downloaded all the free stuff, who have only ever watched the free stuff on, on YouTube, they're like, wow, £97 a month? And yet I always think, wow. How many weddings would it take for you to just pay for that 20 times over? Mm. Yeah. £25 a week, really? If And genuinely, I say this with love. If you cannot invest £25 a week into your business, then are you really committed and serious in your business? Yes. Because it's it's change. It's, it's a few coffees and a lunch or a pizza. If we're not prepared to forego a pizza to invest in our business, then I really question our commitment and our, and our professionalism to that business. So the next level is our signature program. It's got everything in it that people need. And it's a great one. It's definitely a great starting point. People often start with us there. Um, and yes, I do lots of one-off workshops. So, uh, you know, in a couple of weeks, I'm doing a social sales workshop, how you can sell it on social media and things like that. People can buy one-off for like £27. So we really cover as much as we can from, you know, the free downloads to the kind mm-hmm. of. £27 mark to the £100 a month mark to the kind of £4,000 a day. And and all of these different levels mean that we are accessible no matter where people are at. And it allows them to come in and almost have a have a taster of working with us. Like, OK, £27, I'll risk it. Let's see how we do, right? Then they're, then they're blown away. They're like, wow, look at what I got for £27. Imagine if I committed £100 a month, I'd be you know, we'd be flying. And so we, we really try to make sure we can be as inclusive as possible uh, for everybody to be able to make those steps forward. Because it's in the success stories that I get my, you know, a satisfaction. When, when people are sending me text messages and, you know, I, I, I'll share one with you. Uh, there's a five-star hotel I work with and they were really struggling to sell weddings. Like beautiful property, five-star, gorgeous, gorgeous. But all of their messaging, everything was completely wrong. Their images were wrong. Everything was just not working. And we made some, some serious changes. I spent a lot of time with them. I actually spent three months working with them. And they went from not being able to sell a wedding at 500 pounds. Like they were really struggling just to, just to room hire, like just for a ceremony. They were really scraping the bottom of the barrel. And then she sent me a text message saying, oh my God, we just confirmed a wedding for four days worth a quarter of a million, 250 grand. Wow. So to, so to go from you know, barely selling at 500 pounds to saying, oh my God, we confirmed a four day wedding at a quarter of a meal. Like it's that moment where I'm like, I love my people. I love my clients. I love, and I always love the surprise on their face when they're like, oh my goodness, it's actually working. Mm. <laughs> you know? And it's a bit like when I, you know, obviously I, I used to do the weddings. Now I just help the businesses and it was always on the wedding day. And, and many of you will resonate listening to this where the bride turns to you and she's like, wow, you did it. Like, we couldn't have done it without you. And that feeling has transferred now to the businesses saying to me, wow, we did what you said and it's working.
0: (laughs) Yeah, totally. And I feel like one of the things that we have to remember is it's again, it's that mindset thing with paying for things. Because if you're expecting a couple to spend a thousand, two thousand, three thousand pounds with you, then, then how can you then turn around and have the mindset of 97 pounds a month. Oh my God. Think about that for a minute and just like sit with it because that's probably why you're struggling in your business. Like, if you're struggling and you're sort of having that, nobody's going to pay this, and oh, I need to lower my prices. You know, if you're thinking that, then that's what's impacting you. And and you maybe need to do some mindset work. It is so, so important. So, so important. Yeah.
1: And you know, I practice what I preach. I heard you say that, you know, you, you yourself have got a coach. Guess what? So have I. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no way I could be in a business where I'm where I'm helping the people kind of to move up through the levels and not have that same thing ahead of me. Now, my mentor has nothing to do with weddings, absolutely zero, but she does run a global multi-million pound company. Mm -hmm. So has she got things I can learn? Hell yeah, of course. Now, do I believe that I have currently the best strategy out there for driving wedding sales actually I do actually I do that you know that is my ninja skill however I am aware of all this stuff over here I don't know from a woman who's many steps ahead of me in her particular company and so Mm -hmm. you know and the investment I make now monthly with that mentor is is eye-watering like it's a big stretch for me it's a big stretch but you know what that holds me accountable. I turn up, I do the work, I make sure that that money I'm investing is paying for itself and more. And so there is a part of it that it's even in the financial investment, that is the thing that gives you the rocket up the backside to actually do the work. Because most of us know we're supposed to be doing it, we're just not doing it.
0: so so true so so true I absolutely love that so we are going to have all of Kelly's links in the show notes guys so do head over the download stop getting ghosted will also be in there now just before we sign out and while my cat meows in the background sorry guys you're (laughs) used to it (laughs) (laughs) oh she'll get she'll just get louder so that you can hear her apparently so um I've got three quick fire questions for you, Kelly. Okay. So quick fire round. What is the one thing you wish you had been told when you started your business?
1: Build an email list. Mm. <laughs> uh, I did I did do it reasonably quickly, but if I'd have done it even earlier, it would have been better. It's something I teach people to do. Uh, and wedding pros always say, oh, I don't need it, blah, blah, blah. But You do. Owning your own data is so important. Owning your own audience, because social media can disappear at any time and we've seen it happen to people. So build an email list. uh, And I wish I'd have done it a little bit sooner than I did.
0: Brilliant. I love that one. Completely agree with you as well. Um, What is the biggest myth you hear about the wedding industry?
1: That it's all uh, flowers and bows and drinking champagne. So people outside of the industry often uh, would say things like, wow, do you actually get to go to these weddings? Which I always found so mind-boggling because I was like, no, I'm going to work on a wedding for 18 months with a budget of a million pounds. And then on the day, I'm going to sit at home in my PJs. (laughs) Like as if I'm not going to be there running it and coordinating everything to perfection. Uh, So that kind of myth about the industry being very fluffy and very much just you know tying bows on chairs and drinking champagne um really used to annoy me quite a lot now mm. I just sort of laugh at it because I'm like oh, really um but yeah I feel like us in the, in the industry and the pros who are listening to this will, will will resonate and have been asked silly questions like that as well
0: yeah I bet I bet and finally what is the one book you would recommend to
1: my listeners <gasps> oh my gosh I have like five books that <laughs> <laughs> okay um oh my goodness if it's just one it's probably going to be um tiny habits i've not heard of that one so uh it's about making those a little bit like what we were talking about earlier it's about making these tiny small changes not because actually as human beings it's really hard for us to make big change and make it we're good yeah. for a week right we go to the gym for a week and then we're like yeah I'll be Revert back. but uh making really small small changes Um, what you see is that the trajectory over 365 days would create a big impact and it's low effort on our part Mm -hmm. and we can attach these small tiny changes to things we're already doing and then we build upon them and so over time they compound and create quite big results
0: yeah I love that I love that
1: thank you so much for coming in today
0: and speaking with us Kelly I have absolutely loved the conversation I really really appreciate it thank you so much for having me such a pleasure (laughs) thanks guys thank you so much for listening definitely head over to the show notes connect with kelly on social media if you haven't already which i'm sure a lot of you have and um, i will see you in the next one bye for now